can't really sing. <laughs> yeah. La 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 la. Yeah. You're listening to the Sports Blog New York podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. The Sports Blog New York podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, app, Google Play, SoundCloud, and of course on SportsBlogNewYork.com. Don't forget to hit us on Twitter at SportsBlogNYC. But today we have a lot of stuff to talk about in the world of sport, in the world of New York sports, and my man Alec Argento is here to talk with me. So, how you doing today, my man? Oh, I'm doing just well. Do, doing just swell. Are you doing dandy? Gym dandy, actually. Oh. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to seem too cheery, but you know, yeah. Gym dandy. I'm feeling myself. Okay. You maybe maybe uh, dial it back a minute. Uh, well, we got <laughs> we got the uh, NFL wild card playoff round to talk about. I know uh, I saw some of your tweets earlier. At Al Argento, ESPN. That's the first time I ever said Whoa, your handle. Whoa, yeah. did you just plug my podcast? I mean, my, my Twitter handle? I did. Wow. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Don't, don't Especially because it says ESPN in your handle. Yeah. We never talked about that. ESPN. We might, we, maybe <laughs> we should have talked about that. It's been your handle for like years. It's about seven years now, eight years, something like that. Never worked for it. Anyone ever like hit you up? In the beginning when Twitter was like first like coming around, when it was first getting big when I first got my, my Twitter handle, I used to get followed like once a day by somebody when I would make some stupid sports reference uh, and somebody would be like, you work for ESPN and you're talking about this nonsense? I'm like, yeah, I cover the Houston, Oil- Houston Oilers, the uh, the Montreal Expos, and the Seattle Supersonics. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. We, we probably should have talked about that at least once since we've done this podcast. I mean, we've done, in total, not you, but maybe I think this is about our 89th episode or something like that since we've been on iTunes and you've done maybe half of them maybe a little less than that I don't know but never talked about your Twitter handle we actually used to say all the time like yeah, it was the joke for a while don't look at Alex's Twitter <laughs> ever <laughs> so maybe you still shouldn't but that's what it is yeah, I, I've, I've tamed don't look at my old tweets you can look at my new, my new ones <laughs> my new ones are fine you might have just fueled the fire what? To, for people to dig deep old tweets exposed or freezing cold takes or whatever it is thank god no one cares about what we have to say <laughs> enough to put us on that I thing. could never be like a politician actually um, <laughs> don't don't they say all press is good press I'm trying to get my cold, my takes uh, on freezing cold takes let's go don't get too deep in there. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, someone else is deep in something and that's the New York Knicks in a heavy road schedule is that aggressive segue right there yeah it wasn't fluid no. definitely wasn't organic i don't i don't really go for the fluid ones i go for whatever way i can get there <laughs> so enough. that's how i go the knicks are in a in a heavy road part of their schedule and they were in dallas which you know dallas isn't a good team but you want the knicks to win that game even though they were actually underdogs so maybe they're not expected to win but they go into dallas hard fought game almost blow it and end up winning pretty easily but alec i did not win easily Hold well on. well Rewind that and take. They that almost back. blew it, but then they ended up winning by what six points? I forget yeah, the because, final score. But, was. That, but that's not easily. They they got fouled at the end, which inflated the score. They really won. If you th- I always like to think about it before the foul started happening. Right. Won by four. Right. That's is, that's yeah. fair. Um, they had like a ten point lead with two minutes left. They blew it. Uh, they won on a fifteen two run. Did the Mavericks, and it was a tough game to watch at the end because Kristaps Porzingis again down the stretch seemed to me to be a little bit forceful. Taking a little too many contested mid rangers when you know he's getting played really physically, so it's that's, tough. That's why he was taking those shots. He was trying right. to show off a little bit after he was getting elbowed in the face. Right. So he's he's getting played real physically, not getting specifically all the calls in the world. Maybe rightfully so. I know I've said this on the pod since like the first week of the season. He's been flopping all over the place. When he gets hit, he might extend it to the point where it's like, all right, dude, calm down. And I think the refs might have been seeing that all year, 
saying, you're just falling on the floor randomly. Why is this happening? Yeah, but you and know now what? what? You know what? He still gets those flop calls. What he doesn't get is the thing he's been complaining about all year, which is those those ticky-tack fouls that he deserves on his elbow that affect his shot. Like we were talking about the last podcast. He's... It's not the flopping. Like, he's not. If he were to flop again on something like that where he gets body, that's not really where he's get, getting. He's even complaining about it. He's not getting the calls that actually affect his shot, you know? Yeah. I mean, like what he said, when you know that thing where he gets the ball at the high post or elbow extended, wherever he is? Like, he literally, the defender puts their head in his armpit a lot yeah. of the times, right? So, first off the bat, there's, there's contact there. Maybe you're not going to call that just because you need a little bit of uh, physicality when it's a head to head post up match like that. But then when he turns to go up to shoot, the, the littlest of hit on the elbow, the hand, or anywhere in that vicinity will mess up the shot. And that's what he's saying. Well, especially because... But, that, but that, wait, wait this, no, it's all good. The one thing that I always look back to is that Clippers team with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan just a year ago. And they had like a five-year run or whatever they had. <clears throat> People started to really hate them because of how much they complained. And I think they stopped getting calls because of how much they complained. And I think if you're complaining and you're flopping all the time, there's going to be ebbs and flows where maybe one game, one ref is just feeling that you are getting the contact. They're going to give you the calls. But there's a bunch of games in between that where these refs are tired of seeing you fall to the ground. And they're not going to call it all the time because they can't all be fouls. And what happened was all the fouls that didn't get called didn't get called in the last three minutes of the game. And he got in a really tough spot, took some bad shots. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fair. I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I don't think he's. I, I just don't think he's not not getting those calls for because he was flopping in the beginning of the season. I think he was just not getting those calls because it's hard to, like you said, you can't get every call. So he, they're going to do that. It's smart on the defender to always do that because they, he's not going to get the foul every time. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I think that he's kind of just exhausted. He's playing for like. Sure. He's playing like think of it like an extra month's time on his like body because of no Tim Hardaway and he has to take every shot for this team. Like you need Tim Hardaway back for him to just ease up a little bit and I think his numbers will go up a lot. You know his well, his, his efficiency points, will hopefully yeah. Go his, up. I was about to say his points are still there. I think he scored like twenty seven points or something like that tonight. But he was shooting like thirty five percent, something stupid like that. He, had, he was like nine for twenty five at one point. I don't know how he ended the game, but I think that's what he got. And and because he's playing for the foul, you can't play for the foul, especially this year when they kind of try to. Um, like get away from that, at like with the James Harden type rules that they put in this year. Even though James Harden is still getting those calls, well now he's not; he's hurt. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, you know they, they're doing it. They, this you picked the wrong year to do it, I guess. He did end up nine for twenty five. Actually, that is correct. Um, three for five from three. And one thing I said in the podcast last week to Phil, and I'll, I'll say it real quick to you as well. My big point isn't really like you know the flopping. I'm semi complaining about it, but I don't really care. It's part of his gamesmanship. It I, I think it'll work out for him in the long run. He'll start getting some calls. Because realistically, a 7-3 monster who's shooting from all over the court is a, guy, a hard guy to officiate. And when someone like Wesley Matthews, and it reminded me of when they play the Celtics with Marcus Smart switches on Porzingis, they had a, a, truly a shooting guard in Wesley Matthews. He's a little bit of a three, really small ball four, and was guarding Porzingis. If you're a referee and you see 7-3 Porzingis put his armpit on a guy's head, you're going to just naturally allow a little bit more physicality from a guy who's 6-5. You know, so it's a tough spot. You know but what? Uh, to, just real quick before I say, this is a league-wide. Everyone's complaining about the refs this year. True. Like the, oh, actually, you know what's funny? Draymond um, was just saying that. You know, like the, this, these refs have not been good this year. And I think every, and it's not me saying like the Knicks aren't getting the calls. Every game I watch, there's a lot of bad calls this year. I don't really know what's going on. And it's not, you know, they, they they always put some emphasis on new officiating officiating rules. Right. Every year, there's new uh, new emphasis. Like right. This year, it's the travel, and it's the uh, not no longer a continuation unless you're already shooting the ball. All this new stuff, and they're trying to enforce it. 
but it seems like they've taken a little too far. And actually, you know, you asked about the NBA Outsiders, which is a set, set I didn't, but okay. A portion. No, you said something about the Outsiders before. Um, one of the Outsiders, Frank, actually texted earlier about that whole Draymond thing, and he kind of thinks it's BS, and he just thinks that these players love to complain. They're always going to complain, and especially when it's guys like Draymond Green who are the ones out there complaining. It's it's hard to accept it because he's so loud, so intense, so in every ref's face, so in every call. How, how are you going to take his complaint that serious? From Draymond Green, the guy who gets more technicals than anybody, guy who's really physical. No, it's fair, but I mean, it's just, you know, you, you got to look at the eye test at a certain point. I mean, I, I I think every time I've watched a game, I've been saying, what are the refs doing this year? More, and listen, every fan does that with every sport and every team, but I don't know. I feel like this this was like replacement left a uh, ref level in the NFL like this that's what I feel like I'm watching like just blatant we during the Knicks game today Porzingis was getting tossed to the floor Jared Jack was getting called for for uh, the other team grabbing at him and Lance Thomas for that entire possession it's just mm-hmm. it, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing maybe they're putting more emphasis into trying to make sure they they call the new calls as opposed to the you know the old ones they're just focusing too much on one thing instead of the whole overall game right but it's it's apparent or right? they're letting it trickle into the rest of it yeah i mean listen i i don't watch as much outside NBA uh, from besides the Knicks as, as, as you do, but every time I do, you know, I watch a good amount of Nets games and everything. The refs have just been bad, just, and, just uh, real bad this year. What does it always come down to when we talk about referees? It's all about the pace of play, crap, right? And, yeah, and that just hurts pace of play, and that makes it not as fun. How but, many times have we watched a Knicks game this year where it's just entirely fouls and no, neither team can get any level? And that's that has a big reason to do with the Knicks not being able to get any fluidity at the end of the fourth quarter for a lot of their games too. I gotta think. I mean, yeah. And, it, you know, it, as a ref, you know, the last minute of the game is so hard. You don't want to be – you don't want to be a deciding factor in the game, right? right? Like, you know, right. I was watching the Bulls versus uh, – it might have been the Mavericks, actually. Bulls versus Mavs the other night. It wasn't very entertaining. It, well, the, <laughs> the, last, the last minute of the game, they were down by, like, I think it was 10 points. They came back. They brought it within one. The Bulls were getting harassed, but they weren't quite calling it because it was, like, that in-between amount of physicality, and then all of a sudden – that 10-point deficit just went to one because they stole two inbounds passes because Chris Dunn was on the floor. Like, yeah. you know, it's just it's a weird thing. But what I wanted to get back to with Porzingis, three for five from three. And one of the things I wanted from him, I said last week, I want more to the rim. near Like, when he gets in near the rim, those little finishes become easier, and I want more three-pointers. And the three-point percentage hasn't been great for him this year, but he hasn't been shooting a ton. I personally would like to see more threes out of Porzingis. And I don't know. I, I, don't know I that's disagree. Just I don't want more threes. I want. I want this. I think this is the perfect amount. Uh, three out. Three for five. Take that every day of the week because I think he relies too much on it. Way too much on it. Because it's nice when you see one from like you know the logo at, at, at center court. I don't want to see it every five seconds because because he he's not a great three point shooter. He's a good three point shooter. He's a really good seven three three point shooter. But he's right. not. You know, he's not like a. I'd rather have Courtney Lee taking those shots. I want Porzingis to take those shots when he's open. He takes a lot of contested threes when he doesn't need to take them. And I like, you know, he's not good at all threes. He's good at, like, stepping into the three, those kind of threes. He's not good at just taking it whenever. He's, the the he's pick good. and pop when they flip it back to him at the top. Yeah, th- that's what I want him to I don't want him to just take it for the sake of taking it, you know. Mm-hmm. I want him to be more robust in his game. I want to see him getting into the rim. I, he has such a good mid-range shot that he never takes anymore. <laughs> it's, and if he does, it's when he's getting draped on uh, and doesn't get the call. So he shoots expecting to get the foul, you should shoot expecting to get the shot and hope for the foul, you know? Yeah, and, and for sure. And the one thing you got to say about Porzingis' game, even in his little bit of an inefficient swing he's been on right now, he's still been that volume guy. And and when you're the best player and the go-to scorer on a team, if your inefficiency goes down but you still get the volume, somebody needs to get 
Someone needs to score the points, basically. Yeah. You know, and he and he's still doing that. Before we before we get off the Knicks, you want to talk about the matchup? I apologize. My, uh, this is actually really weird. I don't know why that happened. My phone's plugged into the soundboard over here. And remember that album that you two just like inserted <laughs> on everybody's phone? <laughs> you know, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Like, what was that like eight years ago? Maybe <laughs> it just started playing on my phone. I don't know why. Calif- no, no free plugs, Pete. In California by you two. No, apparently it is free plugs when you two just inserted a freaking <laughs> album on everyone's phone. Like, you don't have the headphones on right now, so you weren't hearing that. But I was just mid sentence, and all of a sudden it was like. Dun, 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 dun. It's very bizarre. <laughs> well, I'm sure the, the the audience. I never listened to that album because I don't have an iPhone. Me, Sick Greg. Me neither, dude. I don't know. It's, it's still there. Can you even delete it? I don't even know. I don't know, man. I should look into Apple, it. Apple man, they're they're watching you. Get off it. That's it. My phone's almost dying too. They're they're doing it. They're doing it from every angle. <laughs> these uh these Apple folk. God, um, God damn it. Well, like I was saying before, I was so rudely cut off by uh by Bono. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the matchup? The who? The point guard matchup. Oh, yeah, man. That's something we got to talk about. There's two more things I want to talk about. That is one. I thought you were trying to move off the Knicks. I wasn't going to let you. Oh, no, that's it. I want want to talk Frank and Dennis Smith. That's something that that is inevitably going to be talked about, right? Like, I mean, I guess they didn't match up the entire game because Dennis is the starter and Frank's off the bench. But they were matched up a bunch. And I think it's it's almost like when uh, two quarterbacks face off, it's like, Matt Ryan versus Jared Goff. Like, technically, they're not facing off. Well, uh, offense versus defense. I'd love to have a good rivalry, still, draft rivalry. Because like, I thought we were going to get that with Cat and, and Porzingis. Yeah. And we never play the Timberwolves. You know what I mean? Like, we play them once or twice a year. And, right. And, you never and really we still don't, we're only going to play Dennis Smith twice I know. A year so, it's like, I, I have this in my head. Like, this is what we did in, in, in uh, Porzingis' freshman year. It's like, you expect to have this big thing because they're right next to each other. They're both really good. But I don't think we're gonna have it. But it was nice to see for some because we're not gonna see too much of this, uh, you know. Yeah, but that's why it's like more of a side by side comparison, yeah. even if it's not completely head to head. But I think Frank clearly showed he was trying to make his presence known against the Mavericks, and, and, he, and he did. He he got to the rim a little bit, and that's the one thing me and you talk about all the time with Frank is we love to see him try and get to the rim. He's not com- completely comfortable doing it, but when he gets there, he's so long, he gets close to the hoop and c- can score. Um, also, flashback to the last time we were on the podcast, me and you were talking about how Frank never dunked before in the season and then went on a tear and had like, what did you say, like four or five dunks? I know I saw two or three. Yeah, man. I mean, he's getting to the room now. He's getting a little more aggressive. Tonight, tonight's a game where he needs to show up. Not needs to because anything serious, but just for like pure NBA gossip. And I think he, he's holding more than his own. And I think if any Knicks fan is still complaining about Dennis Smith or remember Malik Monk, well, that was a thing. Knicks fans wanted him. Hashtag and, bad. And Monk, hashtag yeah, bad. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell, that's like besides the point. But I think Frank's holding his own. And I are, you, said this, are you getting paid by like Donovan Mitchell's camp? Like every time we ever talk about like this rookie class, it's the first thing you bring up. I get it. You like him. Dude, I mean, <laughs> I, now now you can't say that to me anymore because he's actually like he's a national story now. I guess. As, as much as a rookie who's not like Lonzo Ball is, I don't know. Like I, don't I mean, know. he's averaging 18 points a game. No, but I don't know. He's doing really good. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think I think I think your circles talk about him a little bit more than the national media. Does. I'm talking about national NBA shit. I see him on all the time. But whatever. Watch the language. Besides, that's a fair point. <laughs> uh, but back to back to Frank and Dennis Smith. Do you agree with me that there's no reason for Knicks fans to to feel to regret it to regret that? Anymore? Oh no, shot. I mean, even if, even if you look at the matchups tonight, they both took a lot more shots than they should have. Um, I mean, Frank was three for eight, which isn't bad, but I don't want to see him taking eight, uh, eight shots a game if he's not making a lot. I want him to take efficient shots. But um, 
Dennis Smith took four, was five for fourteen with um uh, th- with five assists and and two steals. Frank had was was seven seven and five with two blocks too. I mean that's that's a good game. That's a really good game. And he was facing off some you know somebody's gonna be facing off for a lot in, in the future, whether it's only a game or two a year. But you know somebody's always gonna be compared against the so, side by side comparison. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you got to think that he showed out a little bit today. And and a lot of players on the Knicks at least I saw were were really trying a little bit extra because you know Wesley Matthews was uh was getting in Porzingis' face. Porzingis was trying a little bit too much, in my opinion. But Frank was Frank was showing a little bit more to his game. He had a really nice little – he drove to the hoop a little bit. In the, I think it was the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Took a nice three. Took a couple bad threes. A little, <laughs> little lefty high off the glass. Man. Yeah, I nice. like that. And he had, he had some really nice assists. Like those – you know you don't get extra points for style, but he those some of those assists are really really nice, especially that Kylo Quinn one. Oh, we, I was just saying, Frank loves that little slip bounce pass where he just like sneaks it but through. He's good at it. Man. Oh yeah, so I, I'm fine with him taking it. I just wish that he would rely a little bit more on his scoring just so. Well, and I guess he tried to do it today, but I, I you know it, the assists more assists come from you scoring more. So. Yeah. I'd like to take that, but he, I like, he's got a little bit more fire in him now. He's, he's gonna grow. He's the kid's nineteen years old. We were talking about this Love before. It. He's like fifteen. He looks like he's fifteen on the sidelines when he's trying to like, you know, rally the, like do that. That when somebody dunks and you know hold the team back, like dude, you're fifteen. Like you can't <laughs> even drink yet. <laughs> Not even close. He's like he's over a year out. Yeah. Um, another guy I want to talk about who, Nick's Twitter and like everybody who maybe even doubted him when his contract was signed was kind of not excited about. And then, you know, 18 points a game. We were like, all right, Tim, you're doing pretty good. Now he's been hurt for a while. But there was good news on him today. The calls for Tim coming back have been evident. I've been uh, on the forefront of it. I want, I need him. We need him back. We need those points, those fast break points, those threes. He brings a lot to the table. And I think if the Knicks want to be seriously in playoff contention, whether this is six, seven, eight, whatever spot it is, they need Tim Hardaway. And especially since Michael Beasley's banged up now too, because he's his role has been real. He's like a joke, Mike Beasley sometimes, right? Like everyone loves to joke about the weird stuff that he says and wears, or how he's a walking bucket and all this. And I love it. I'm all about it. But he's actually been very, very effective. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, he's he's stopped making. I mean, he's take a, still taking like a bonehead shot every now and then. But oh yeah. All he the looks time. to pass more than he's ever done before. You know, he's plays. He tries on defense. Not the greatest defensive player, but he's trying out there. You take that any day of the week. But yeah, Tim. I mean, Tim just does something that not not he's not incredible or anything, but he does something that nobody else on the team can do. He can drive in. He can. He, he's fast. You know, he can, he can he can get those fast break points. He can push in. He can. He dunk. might be the fastest guy on the team, actually. Probably right. Probably. Who else? Like when when I'm I'm picturing all right rebound, kind of a broken down possession, fast break opportunity. Who's pushing the ball up the court faster than Tim Hardaway on the Knicks? Uh, Kylo Quinn. <laughs> straight up, straight up, Kylo Quinn. Enos Cantor. Point, point. Cantor. Enos Cantor is not not actually slow. He's he's and he pushes it. He runs. He's, <laughs> he, he fucking sprints. It's still it still blow. Oh, watch your mouth. Sorry. Uh, it still blows my mind that he's like. Good at basketball because and a he, yeah, because he like the way he looks when he does a lot of stuff is so ugly. He runs like he's got like he's got a parachute behind him. Like. <laughs> the way he even takes layups, they look like uh, like uh, the the bad big kid at basketball, but he makes them in. Like it's weird. I like that little hook shot he's got. I always I always get a little get a little bit more excited when the, when a shot goes in. If it was a hook shot, a little little sky hook. Not as weird as a uh, throwback. Robin Lopez's hook shot. Well, Robin, because that wasn't like a sexy one. It just it was a solid one. It would go in, be good. He just like threw line Cantor drives t- at the hoop. Yeah, but Ennis Cantor takes his like hooks from like his ankles. Like he starts from his ankles and then he just shoves it up there, and it looks like it's okay. That's never going in, and it somehow is just perfect and just sinks right into the basket. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I really want to hate Ennis Cantor, but I can't. Like I can't. Uh, <laughs> also, how about uh, Dougie backcut McBuckets? Oh, you didn't like that pun? 
Huh? I actually wasn't listening. It, oh, nice. I said I wanted to. Ha- I want to hate Enos Cantor, but I can't. Or oh, I wish I didn't. <laughs> I, w- I wish I didn't make you do I that again. I said it twice. <laughs> oh, I wish you didn't do that I again. I said it twice. I gave you a. I gave you an opportunity to get out right there, and you didn't take it. I, I, I was. That was a heat check after leadership. Oh yeah. <laughs> how about uh, how about Dougie Backup McBuckets though? <laughs> That's his Christian name. That's the that's the uh, what they gave him at birth. <laughs> Dougie backcuts. Yeah, Dougie backcuts. I love it, man. Kylo Quinn's Doug McBuckets on the back cut is like a, a connection like no other. They have this like I want to see like a buddy cop thing with Doug McBuckets and and, uh, and Kylo Quinn. Obviously, Ron Baker's like their third guy somehow I, though. I, I wa- <laughs> and, and he's wearing his mask. In I have band. this weird weird image of my head in my head where it's like literally a buddy cop and Ron Baker's like the chief who like you gotta stop pushing the envelope, okay? <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> He's got like a big burly mustache and like a like. A <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where you're going, but I'm all in. If you could live in my head, you'd think it was very, very funny. <laughs> I'm glad I don't, <laughs> but I still kind of find this funny. Um, but the Knicks have a, uh, on their schedule coming up. They go back to play Chicago, and Chicago's like a real pest. I mean, lately since Miritich and Porzer back, they've been winning games. Um, they're a pest, and I don't like playing them. But we're playing limitless them at home. Range, limitless range. Nikola Miritich, limitless range match. Um. Knicks are at home against the Bulls. That's a game you need to win, no? Yeah, I mean they haven't. They've done that before, and they oh they're at home. Yeah, yeah. I mean you got to think. I think th- their confidence is a little shook now. They're they're not winning their their home games. I mean they 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 lost their last two home games, right? Um, I believe so. They definitely lost to the Sixers, and they played someone recently. The Spurs, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they lost to the Spurs. Their confidence is a little shook right now. I mean they were, and I know you're gonna say oh, okay, it was the Spurs, uh, but they were beating good teams at home. They beat the Celtics at home. Yeah, you know? they they. they their confidence, I think, is a little shook, and uh, I don't think that's going to stop until we get uh, uh, Tim back. But Especially because after the Bulls at home, we have the Timberwolves on the road. You have the Pelicans at home. Pelicans are no easy out. And then back to the road for Brooklyn, which is a half well, we just game. Be- we just beat the Pelicans at, at New Orleans. And that's a perfect way to lose at home when they come in to see I Tim. don't know. I don't think the Pelicans are a good team. I sa- I've said this since they got boogie on this podcast, literally day of. Literally day literally of. Literally day of. And and Clyde's on my side too. Boogie can't win. There's just no way that that guy can win because he just breaks down the offense too much by taking the shots that he takes. I don't know. I I don't think the Pelicans are a good team. Like I just said that they're they're not an easy out. I don't, I, I think they are. I don't even think Boogie is an is a, that good of a player. I think he's just inflated by his by his stats. That's crazy. I, I don't. I, I Boogie's think, so good. He's like he's like he's so talented. It's unbelievable. He's talented. They, they're, win, they're winning games. No, it's not like they're no, below five hundred. They're I, in the playoffs. But, but they're gonna be a playoff team too. You think? Absolutely. Well, the, the West the way the West is set up right now. There's eight teams to make the playoffs. Well, oh, um, just like very different than normal basketball, where eight teams. No, no. Like I'm saying, <laughs> after the eight spot, the ninth spot is like far off. Like the ninth spot is the Jazz and or the Clippers actually now inserted into the ninth spot, and they're like they're a good handful of games back. Yeah. And it looks like the Nuggets, that kind of a team. Nuggets, Pelicans, Trailblazers, they're going to be well ahead of the nine seed. So it, it looks like there's going to be the eight teams that are in the playoffs right now will be the playoff teams. But also then it's on the road, Memphis, Utah, the Lakers, Golden State, Denver, Phoenix at the on the road. Like these are games are all coming up and they're all on the road. It's going to be a tough I mean the swing. one thing is though is like it depends on when Tim goes. Those aren't all great teams. Like those aren't those are winnable. All of those games you told me yeah. are very winnable sure. games. If they get Tim back, I mean, they they didn't have a lot of road games when Tim was playing, so you no. can't really you couldn't really tell what they would be on the road with him. And I, I think if I th- they said right now, I think today that he might be like within the week or a week away or something like that. They got good news mm-hmm. on him. If that's the case, I mean, 
he's you got to think he's probably close to 100 percent with the time with the time off he had. I don't think he's going to come back and rush anything. I don't think that that was their their agenda at all. I think he's probably yeah. going to come back and be ready to play maybe a game or two rust. But yeah, he'll probably have those those two games where he plays you know 15 minutes. But I and think he'll probably be minutes. like in the beginning of the season where he was just not where his rust he, when he's rusty he knows it and he just kind of doesn't take. Any shots. Like, he doesn't take the heat checks, especially. Exactly, exactly. So, he, like, he just might be a little reluctant. Or he to, might just come in full of guns a-blazing. That's very, <laughs> very fair and might actually happen. It's going to be it's gonna be real interesting to see. Tim I've, Hardaway, Mike Beasley, all inserted in the lineup now. What is Jeff Hornacek going to do with the minutes? I know Willie got some important minutes tonight. That was kind of nice to I see. I think they're showcasing him and O'Quinn right now. They, they, they're trying to get bites on one of them. I mean, they have well, they, to. They have, they, they have bites, but O'Quinn's going to get you what he's going to get you. He's, he's not going to go to a crappy team. You know, He's going to go to a playoff team. Where he could be a good bench player, and they might get you might get a first round pick that's going to be crappy. But you know, if you get that pick, say it's a twenty five through 30, 30 uh, pick or whatever it is, uh, and you get that that first overall second. Oh, you're not going to get the first overall from the Bulls anymore because they started getting good. But you can package that. Yeah, you can move up in the draft. And yeah, that's, that's what you want. Well, what the what came out today from the post was that for Willie, they want a top notch talent or a high pick or Kylo Quinn they'll take a lesser package probably. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Who gets the minutes? Where do they go when Beasley and Hardaway comes back? A lot of, a lot of big times here for the Knicks coming up. And uh, it's going to be a ride. I hope, I'm just saying, I've been saying this for the past two weeks now. I just don't want to look back in early February and say, remember when we were near the playoffs? Because we haven't even been in the top eight in the East for, for a, couple, a week or so now, yeah. maybe even longer than that. February comes, and we're like, oh, God. We're, we're far away. Oh, God. Uh I, I'm telling you right now, I want to sell high on Courtney Lee so bad, and I lo- I love Courtney Lee. He's been great this season. He's probably been our MVP if you think about it. But you got to sell high on him. He's gonna his like contract runs out when he's like 34. I don't I don't want him making that money off the bench. You got to get he's rid of him. He's been that that guy though. You just said he's that glue guy. Like, I know. If you want he's got that leadership. If you, wanna, if you <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to keep that leadership on the team and keep the team really gelling like it is, what would you rather? What would I don't you rather? Know. Stuff. Cap on this season is like a six seed, right? But I think that's fair. That's a that's that's the that's cap, the cap ceiling. That's the ceiling, reach. Yeah. That's the reach. Yeah. Right. So, so sure. You sacrifice that for you could probably get a first round pick or two for him. Uh, not two. Uh, maybe you get, you get a first maybe round pick. a late I, first round. I, pick. I think he gives you a first round pick. Whereas next year he ain't getting you a first round pick. The year after, God no. Um, you get something for him while you sell high on him. You can you either tank or you you're, you're right you know around. you know you know what you're describing right now. 2K move. Yeah, but you know what? I don't, I don't think that's a bad... I, I don't think it's a bad move, though. Is that because you're actually good at a GM in, in 2K? I'm a dope GM in 2K. Consistently first overall in our, in our franchises that we do. That's <laughs> not It's not completely wrong. Uh-huh. It's not completely wrong, but 2K in real life, so no, sorry, but, sorry but, about but it. It just makes sense to do that. I mean, he's, he's get, what, he gets paid like $11 million, $17 million, yeah. like crazy. Good yeah. contract. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a solid contract. You saw how in that... And it's... All right, it doesn't matter. I, well, I'm just hoping it happens. No, I mean, it's interesting. It's something to think about because that's a piece that you can get something in return for. Who knows exactly what, but you get something. I just don't know if it's the right move and culture-wise. O- and O'Quinn's moving anyway. you got to get something instead of just letting him walk. O'Quinn's the obvious one. Yeah. He's the ho- the one we hope for. But I mean, even though I like him, obviously, but we'll see, we'll yeah, see what happens. Pro- we got a likable team. You, don't, you hate to see him go, but it, you know, if it can net you something positive, you take it. I know we brought this up before. But I just need to say it one more time before we move on. Ron Baker face mask and headband <laughs> swag. So like he's an electric factory, dude. I, there was one fast break opportunity where there was a foul call behind him, so he didn't get his chance. But yo, he was about to soar, bro. He had a, I think he had a block or two today too. Yeah, like on like a, on like a center. <laughs> he, he was doing something. That guy's crazy. He's the man. <laughs> I love it. All right, SBNY podcast. Pete Kennedy, Al Gargento in here. We just talked about the Knicks for a minute. Got some good times coming. Maybe some bad ones. We'll see. But and if <laughs> 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 messed up. 
I'm not really sure what happened. Maybe my there. dog's gonna die. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it's a messed up thing to say, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll have, we'll have to we'll have to see if the Knicks can hang. Can they hang? We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right, Pete. <laughs> Move on. My my goal there was to make that as awkward as possible. Well, you All succeeded. Right. <laughs> NFL playoffs. First weekend happened. The wild card round. We had four big spreads and all four underdogs covered. Um, the Chiefs went down, actually lost to the Titans, which uh, I'll wear that one right on the face. I said the Chiefs <laughs> were going to run away with that game. Wait, just I want to interrupt you. There was a point where I got into a heated debate with you at one point this season where you told me Alex Smith is the legit and he can lead them to the championship. And I told you Alex Smith, that that that, that uh, magic carousel would, uh, cart would turn back into a pumpkin. And it's exactly what happened. He is the most mediocre player in the world and will never get past what he's done this year, like that, and you just—he's gonna get worse and worse every year. And then Patrick Mahomes is gonna come in next year, and he's gonna be dope. That's how they win a championship. I don't want to hear your pumpkin mumbo jumbo, but I will wear this one on the face. I'll wear it, man. I have nothing to say. I've been literally on record. You know how I, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless used to be on first take and say, "I'm gonna go on record." I'm like, dude, you're on live TV. <laughs> literally everything you're saying is on record. But I was on record on this podcast multiple times talking up the Chiefs, defending the Chiefs, defending Alex Smith, and he shoved it right in my face. At home, against the Titans. I know, man. And I thought Marcus Mariota didn't have much to bring to the table because he's been so banged up this year. And, uh, man, they were up 21-3 at halftime. Hold on. let me. We'll get back to this game. I want to just <laughs> run through the weekend real quick because then the next underdog was the Atlanta Falcons. They actually won outright. Um, the Rams, great season. Rookie uh, Second-year quarterback, rookie head coach. That's a tough matchup for them. Falcons, experienced, proven to be the winner there. And then on Sunday, the Bills lost by seven, so they covered as well. But Jaguars win 10-3. Ugly game on the offensive end. Blake Bortles had like 90 rushing yards, and that was the key difference in the game. Did he have more rushing yards than he had um, pass attempts to wide-open receivers that got dropped? <laughs> uh, he, he didn't have more rushing yards than overthrows. <laughs> it was it was crazy how many... How many but Tyra, Tyra Taylor, too. Yeah. That, like it was ridiculous how many times like two feet away from him he would just completely sail a pass. If it wasn't for Blake Bortles' ninety rushing yards or Lashawn McCoy's just all around efforts, that game might have not had any points. Like come on. It was ugly on offense. It was bad. But then the last game was actually probably the best game. Ended up being Saints the winners, thirty one twenty six. So Panthers covered as well. All underdogs kept it close. Two of them actually won outright. Um the quarterback play. That's where I get to here. Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor, we both said they looked bad. Alex Smith, Mariota, Goff, Ryan, Breeze, and Cam Newton. The best quarterbacks probably won. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, except for maybe, I don't know, who's, hey, hold on, hold on. Who's better? Blake Bortles Blake or Bortles. Tyrod Blake Taylor? Bortles is better than Tyrod Is Taylor. he though? Tyrod Taylor. They both stink. Blake Bortles is a little bit better, but he's, I don't know, he's... He, they're, that's such a hard question, but you know, and I can't really quantify it or qualify it, but I know in my heart of hearts that Blake Bortles is like a 3 out of 10, where Ty- Tyrod Taylor is like a 2 out of 10. I mean, I was watching the game just thinking to myself when the Bills had the ball that Tyrod Taylor needed to take a play out of Bortles' playbook. Like, Bortles, run, run Bortles was just sitting back when no receivers were open or he didn't have a pass he felt with. He just snuck out. Too. And like, Tyrod was not looking to make plays with his feet today. No, it, it's just crazy. Like they had, like they weren't getting like heavy pressure on them either. Like they were getting normal pressure. A lot of times they had like 
five, six seconds to like really make it like a solid decision. And they just did nothing. Like like wide open. Every play was like Leonard Fournette just being wide open uh, on the in the flat because uh, that's the only play in the, in, the, in the playbook for Jacksonville apparently. <laughs> and yeah. and just completely missing him. Just absolutely missing him. And they took they, they really took took the the game out of his hands that I Fournette. He didn't really do much. I mean, he was the the Bills played like a decent defensive game. I don't think like they, they were, did. They, they were shutting the run down. I don't decently. really think they did. I think that except for Blake Bortles sneaking out. Yeah, but 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 you you can play off Blake Bortles at that point because he's missing wide open defense, uh, wide open passes. So you can play for the run and just kind of expect him to miss, which he did the entire game. And that's kind of how they they game planned it too. They weren't really like pressing deep. They were man coverage the entire game. They weren't really playing zone or anything like that. And and also on the Bills front. Uh, how many times did they run that play where they ran McCoy or one of their tight ends on like a little hook right into the middle where they're making like a two yard pass? And he completely missed and it or just he not throw it. Completely missed it, almost got intercepted, or God forbid they completed it. Like they were either getting no yards or getting a really contested. Or he would just hold the ball and run out of bounds. Like that, the only time he would run was when so he would have someone open on the hook route. Uh, I think uh, Jim Nance was talking or Tony Romo. Oh God, by the way, <laughs> I. I hate listening to Tony Romo. Can just can can go kick rock somewhere, and I used to love Tony Romo. I, we we I, I think we've all been on the same page here. Just as the season gets on and on, he is insufferable. He never shuts the hell up. Oh my god, he like he's like he tries to one up Jim Nance every five seconds. It's like, dude, just let the game breathe a little bit. He totally steps on the toes of Jim Nance. Nance kind of seems to like. Don't not mind it? Oh, I way? thought he was getting annoyed today. You thought so? He was correcting Jim Nance on things that Jim Nance did not need to be corrected on. Like he was just like, "Can't do that." Oh, d- doesn't matter. Even if he the font when um they t- I was on a, on a punt or something like that. I noticed that he uh he kicked the ball and they touched it and the the jag uh, the jags like jumped on the ball and like Jim Nance was like everyone collectively was upset like was nervous that, that, that something would happen. He's like, "Doesn't matter, Jim. Can't fumble it. The rule said can't fumble it. Just kept saying it like that." And she was like, "All right, guy." Like <laughs> yeah, Tony definitely doesn't let much process through his head he just like he just like thinks it and boom spurts it out but he's smart he seems to like really be excited about these games and like I think there's a really big segment of people who enjoy Tony Romo's energy on that call but I totally understand you especially someone you know anyone who does two two extra which Romo does extra on the broadcast I can see why that bothers you, and it definitely bothers a lot of people. You're yeah. not alone here, but I think there's a lot of people who like him. I don't mind it. I, 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 think, I think there's an lo- there's an excitement. That I he think it's to dwindling. It. I really do. I think it's dwindling. The people who like him. Yeah, I think it's gonna get worse and worse. And uh, I mean, Phil, Phil, Phil Simms was not good. I just imagine like some older gentleman like sitting on his couch with his wife. His wife doesn't care, and and Tony Romo's just like yelling like random stuff, so excited, and they're just like, "Oh, Tony's so fun." I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think that ever happens. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's crazy. Um, <laughs> but back to uh, the quarterback play in the second game of Sunday. Drew Brees and the Saints entice me when it comes to the playoff run because watching the Panthers, who have a pretty solid defense and you know a respectable offense, just because they have Cam Newton and whatnot, I'm I'm I'd be so scared of Drew Brees. I wouldn't just I don't want to see the Saints. Well, well um, the, the Vikings, the Eagles, they actually they're going to play the um, the Vikings who beat the Saints earlier in the year. But I was just so. It feels like there's. it's easy to be confident that Breeze can lead his team on a drive or an explosive big play at literally any moment on any drive. And I don't know if any other quarterback outside of Brady and Big Ben have that. 
in this playoffs. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna make that exact same point. There's only four good quarterbacks in the in the playoffs right now. Like, don't try to tell me Case Keenum is good. Like, I know he had a great season. Case Keenum was benefiting from what a lot of people did was like this is a this is like a asterisk asterisk season, like a wash season because like the play was so bad. Most a lot of good players were out. The quality was bad. The refereeing was bad and everything. Whatever. The there's four quarterbacks you know we're gonna be winning the games next week. It's gonna be Big Ben. It's gonna be Tom Brady, it's going to be Matt Ryan, and it's going to be um, Drew Brees. And, which is weird because this is like you know 2011. Uh, all yeah, for real. All this is again. legit 2011. Yeah. Um, but you, to, if you can sit here confidently and tell me, yeah, no, Case Keenum could win, win, win against uh, who they're going to play. They're going to play, they play uh, the Saints. They play the Saints. Yeah. You think Case Keenum is going to beat the Saints? No, absolutely I mean, the, the, when you look at it and say, all right, the Vikings beat the Saints in the season. Well, that was when their defense is full stride kicking. Now it's playoff where everyone's defense everyone's is ramped up. Everyone's a little gas, yeah. You know, so like, how much longer can the Vikings just rely on like average quarter, like average offensive play that looks great next to a great defense? Right. You think you think um, Matt Ryan is afraid of the matchup against Nick Foles? No, he's he's not. <laughs> he's not. Like they're they're. I understand. Like you know, th- like you were saying before, they're not playing directly against each other, but it's good when the playoffs. You need to have quarterback play that matches each other, I think. I think it's really important. Um, and I don't think that the output is going to be the same. And and you know what? Quarterback play with just straight-up talent, but also let's just talk about experience. Like, Nick Foles yeah, th- doesn't important. have it. It's Case important. Keenum doesn't have it. But didn't Nick Foles win a playoff game with them? He, he might have, but yeah. he only has ever been in one playoff, if that's it. Fair enough. Um, yeah, you have you have everyone else. Uh, has I, been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I was about to say, every, every other four person has been exactly to a Super Bowl. Most of them have won it. Um, all but Matt Ryan, yeah. All but Matt Ryan, yeah. I, you take that over. If you were in a playoff right now, that's, this is what I was saying before. I was t- saying this to a friend who's, who's a Steelers fan, uh, and he was just telling me he's like, he was so excited, he's so worried about next week. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, first of all, it's 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 a wash season, like I was saying to you before. I'm like, this is a fake playoff run, like right now, until the, the championship games. Right next week, you have Case Keenum, Nick Foles, Marcus Mariota, um, and who am I missing here? Uh, and uh, and Blake Bortles next yeah. week. That's not. This, these have not been good games. Like the, this is a bad season. This, this whole season didn't start until the a, the AFC and the NFC championship. If a Steelers fan watched the Jaguars, play, I don't think the Steelers are good either. I know I know a lot of. I don't know if, if your buddy that. watched the game today. I'm sure he did. If he watched Bills versus Jacksonville today, and you tell me that a Steelers fan's nervous about Jacksonville, it's laughable. That's silly to me. It's laughable. I mean, I, I'd be worried on the fact that you know their defense might get to your offense a lot, but on the whole, for 60 minutes. Or what is it? Forty-eight minutes. I'm sorry, right? No, sixty minutes. Forty-eight yeah. basketball. No, 60, yeah. yeah, sixty-eight minutes. Uh, sixty minutes. I'm not worried about that game. I would be worried. I think they're going to lose pretty handily to the Patriots. Right. Uh, pretty handily, especially in Foxborough. I don't think this season starts until until the Super Bowl, which is just a shame. Like nothing mattered until this entire. It's like well, we always. Well, the, cha- the championship games will hopefully be. I don't think top the AFC championship. Well, I mean, if you get if you get Steelers Patriots and you get. A Falcons versus Saints. I mean, those are two pretty, pretty I'm solid, that, solid matchups. That's going to be an exciting game because literally it's like 2011 all over again. When especially when they were in their primes, like you right. know, that's going to that's going to be but, fun. But to they, now they got the young blood and some of their like Alvin Kamara, Marcus Colston, <laughs> Marcus Roddy Colson. White's coming out of here. <laughs> oh my god, that's actually great. Uh, Heinz Ward, I heard, is looking for a comeback actually too. <laughs> Isn't he mayor of Pittsburgh or something like that? What? No he, shot. He ran for like public office somewhere. He tried to pull like the Jesse the Body Ventura or something. <laughs> Everyone loved him in in Pittsburgh. He was, like, what a, what a guy! Big big tough guy, man. He used to lay people out blocking. Um, 
So let, let's see this, because I, I, you know how I mentioned earlier in the open when we first started talking about the wildcard weekend is that all the underdogs covered. Two of them actually won, all of them covered. So I, I even if you don't like to gamble, I think the spreads are interesting if you're, just, if you're interested on who is likely to win or whatever, who you want to win, right? So looking at the spreads now for this week, what is Vegas likely going to do when all the underdogs win? Compensate a little bit, at least to open up the week. So right now the Steelers are only seven-point favorite on the Jacksonville Jaguars. If I had to take a guess, that's going to be like seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, maybe even nine by by play, like the uh, kickoff on next week. But can't you see the Steelers just running away with this? Like, how can you imagine the Jaguars scoring with the Steelers? I know their defense is where their their bread and butter is. But this this is Antonio Brown, this is Le'Veon Bell, this is Roethlisberger, and this is uh what's it, what's his face Juju Smith Schuster who's been playing great. Like that's a high powered offense, and then you look at Blake Bortles and Fournette who's oh good fine. This is playoff football. Well, I think I think the Jacks have a better defense, but I agree with you that that offense is not gonna put them all together, especially in Pittsburgh with this 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 is also I know this is like so cliche and everything it's a warm weather team you know like it's gonna be cold next week in Pittsburgh it's gonna be real cold oh yeah and how, how much of a Blake Bortles was literally I think he only seen the snow like twice I I, I, I heard that somewhere I forget where there's there's a lot of fake Blake Bortles Twitter accounts out there so you never know that's true no <laughs> he, he was born in Florida went to UCF plays in Jacksonville never, this is his first playoff run he doesn't, I don't think he's, you know. How great would it be if some snow falls in uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, I think you'd probably book it, right? I mean, it's it's going to be like snows there all the time in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean. Big, big snow town. <laughs> big, big snow town. Big snow town. <laughs> uh, how much of a tune-up easy game is this for the freaking Patriots? Oh, Titans. God. 13 and a half point spread on the open. Do, do you think like the world might literally implode if, if the, the Titans somehow pull off a win? Like, that'd be great. If, well, hey, think about it. Who beat the, who beat the Patriots this year? Kansas City Chiefs. Who beat the Kansas City Chiefs this year? Tennessee Titans. Transitive property. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you can kind of book it. Book it. <laughs> Don't even take the 14 points. Take the Titans money line plus 9,000. You know what? I think I said on this podcast once, there was a point in time where I convinced myself that the Jacks had a chance to be- beat the Patriots. And I'm just thinking about it. That was a silly take. I'm going to wear that one, too. You made that take? I think I think I definitely made it to people. I might have made it on this. I definitely made it to you separately. <laughs> I think I, I said remember. it on the podcast. And then, and then this might be the game of the week. This might be the closest game. I mean, actually, New Orleans and uh, Vikings, which the spread is not out on my uh, little thing over here yet. But Eagles versus the Falcons. It's gonna be a, that could be a good matchup. Two and a half point spread. Falcons are favorite in Philly. I just I I can't see Nick Foles stinks. He stinks so badly. That's like he's it's literally gonna be like watching Tyrod Taylor again. Like you know it's, he's not gonna be he misses wide open people all the time. They're gonna rely heavily. On uh, on Jay Ajayi and I think Blunt. What? Yeah, yeah, the two of them. I, I think that they're. Uh, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, no, it was nothing. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, oh, I'm getting looks right now. I feel like something's going on. <laughs> Nothing's going yeah. on. Now you're just being weird. Being paranoid. Now you're just being weirder <laughs> than I was in that little weird segue before. <laughs> well, I, I think that they're gonna be able to focus on the run game. I think that if you, they if they put all their eggs in that basket, which I think they're gonna have to, I think they could stop them there. So you think this is a good game? No. Oh no! I think what? I, I think uh, you think Falcons run. I think the Fal- Falcons run away with Ooh, it. Ooh, in Philly, yeah, Philly. Philly's a a good letdown city, big letdown city. Philadelphia can't have nice things. Yeah, <laughs> they can't have nice things. When have they ever? Oh, they had it once with the, with the uh, with the uh, the Phillies. Tur- oh yeah, right. That, that doesn't count. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> it absolutely doesn't because they're. I I don't know. I feel like they're they're a football and a basketball town. Like I, I don't I don't really 
see them as a big like yeah i'm sure they they love the phillies and they care about the phillies yeah but, but like you know they need a super they want a super bowl they want a super bowl that's it above all other things but philadelphia fans are the worst people in the world so i don't ever want them to have a nice have nice things like i hate the, the eagles so much more than i hate the cowboys the redskins like nobody really hates the redskins but i really hate the eagles because of eagles fans and they're low-key everywhere people like say that about the cowboys like there's cowboy fans everywhere there's so many more eagles fans for nothing for no reason because like they never want anything because they're trash uh, and always have been and always will be <laughs> Big trash city. They can't. Carson Wentz could have won, won a Super Bowl for them this year. Philadelphia can't have nice things. And it'll never happen. Like, they'll never win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's so sad, man. I like Not Carson really. Wentz. I like Carson Wentz, though. And now I'm going to have. No, I have no qualms with, with. I have no gripes. I'm going gonna, gonna to have to, like, because I'm, I'm all in on the Wentz wagon. Like, I have no choice <laughs> at this Wentz point. Wagon. So, <laughs> like, I have to I have to live and die with that. And I, like, it just makes me sad that I have to kind of root for. Like, I have to root for somebody on the Eagles for, like, the foreseeable future. Well, I used to, I used to love like the Brian Westbrook, like Donovan McNabb days. Terrell Owens, hell yeah, I love To. I, I should not love To. He's on every team I should hate. You know, he's on the Niners, he's on the Eagles, he's on the Cowboys. But come on, To is awesome. <laughs> like To is the man. To Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, this might be the year. You, right, well, this is what I think will happen because Randy Moss is the first ballot guy. Uh, I mean, this is his first there, ballot. Has there ever been a first ballot wide receiver? I don't think I'm there sure has. Jerry, Jerry Rice was uh, had maybe, to be a maybe first Jerry ballot. Rice was because I, I remember Chris Carter saying that once. That like, either there was no none, or there was only like one other person. Because Chris Carter took a couple of years to get into it. He took a lot more than a couple. I think he took like seven or eight yeah, years. It took a while. Hall of Fame voting is so stupid. Speaking <laughs> of, speaking of Chris Carter, you, you uh, take a peek at his new show? No, nah, I'm not up at like was it? It's like four in the morning on Fox Sports One, right? No, nah, it's like a six thirty to nine thirty or something like that. No, six I, to nine thirty. No, I'm not watching Fox Sports One at six thirty in the morning. No, I get to work. I tune it on every once in a while. I'm just curious. Curious if you saw it. That's it. Maybe on Twitter, a little video. I don't know. You make it seem like it's some crazy idea for you to have do seen the show. people watch Fox Sports 1? Like, I, I mean, I, I do, yes. <laughs> that, but that's ridiculous. Like, Somebody else in this room watches Fox Sports 1. Yeah, but you know, like, I think, like, like the Skip Bayless' show. Like, I don't watch that show. But I think it got, like, like, like it was getting beat by, wasn't it getting beat, like, by Columbo re, re, uh, reruns or something like that for a while? I'm not even sure what Columbo is. Yeah, it was. it's like a Matlock-type show. It's like it's for, like, old people. Not a fan of Undisputed, personally, no. No, but I'm just so. saying, like, that's, like, their, their 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 show. Like, that's their flagship show, and it's like, nobody watches that channel. Yeah, that shows. That shows I, I still Sometimes, because no I'm watching First Things First, which runs into Undisputed, I see the first, like, three minutes of, of Undisputed, and I just, like, laugh my ass off until I turn the channel. <laughs> when, when, like, when, when the playoffs were on, when the baseball players were on, I had to find Fox Sports 1, or whenever the Yankees were randomly on there. I It literally took me like forever to find where it is because it's like... 583 on Fios. You're weird for knowing that. <laughs> I watched... I, you know you know, I, I watched that channel. Whatever. Um, back to back to the football. So you're booking. You're booking it. The Titans plus 14, huh? <laughs> Titans money line. Titans beat the Patriots. Straight. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll... They, they could honestly make that a thirty point spread. I would still take the Patriots. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't take the Titans. Like I, maybe I just wouldn't bet on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a good no game. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about. We're coming up on fifty minutes here soon on the podcast. Um, Pete Kennedy, Al Gardenta, you know what it is. But I'm sure they love to hear the time left on the podcast. No, I'm just saying because you know I end up in like five or ten minutes. But the Patriots had a story come out in their bye week of the playoffs. Uh, Seth Wickersham's ESPN story about. Trouble in paradise. Bill Belichick wanted to keep Jimmy G, kind of wanted to trade Tom. Tom wanted Jimmy G out. Kraft says no, blah, blah, blah. All this crap comes out. Uh, what do you make of all of it? Because I know you uh, usually come out with some strong takes on the Patriots. I didn't think it really revealed anything that we didn't already know. Well, and, like you could assume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not no, but yeah, we, we all kind of were thinking anyway. 
to anybody who thinks that Bill Belichick's actually like my I was, my brother was over for dinner today. He was like, "Ah, did you guys see? Did you guys see that we, we might get Bill Belichick this year?" I'm like, "We are not getting Bill Belichick. Like, no shot in hell would we ever. He, is he ever leaving there? Where he's he's a, their de facto GM there. He gets to do whatever he wants. Gets to say whatever he wants, and he's he's a god there. Except trade Tom Brady. Yeah, I do think he wants to. I do think he wants. Well, now to. he doesn't because he doesn't have Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. I still think he wants. I still think he wants to draft a quarterback and get and move on. And and I think we're also let's let's calm down with Jimmy Garoppolo until we see what he does when meaningful games. Like no. that's no, <laughs> nope. Jimmy Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo is Jimmy is the man. He's a legend. I'm not saying he, he's bad. I'm nah, definitely no, not okay, saying no. that. But he, yeah, we gotta like everyone's assuming he's gonna be this incredible person. I don't really think he's proven anything yet. Yeah, he's won some games. But he they, he went to a team that had one win and won five in a row. I get that, but when did, who do those? He played teams that didn't matter. Did he have any big wins in there? I can't remember one. I would have to. I would have to double check. Yeah, I don't think he played. I think he played all teams out of who were trying to lose. He played. Didn't he? He didn't play the Giants. I was right before the uh, uh, they got him. He played teams out of contention who were trying to lose to get better draft picks once they knew they were out of it. it, it if anything, he should have tried to lose. A Incorrect. Who did he play? Did he beat? He beat the Bears. That's out. That doesn't count. Yeah, they beat the Texans. Team. That doesn't count. They might have been still in contention at that point. But then they beat the Titans. Who definitely needed to still win games? Then they beat the Jaguars, who had it locked up, but yeah. uh, they still played like a tough game the whole that was, game. That was like week seventeen, weren't they resting their people? That was week sixteen. They, yeah, were, they, they had it locked starters. up. No, they were playing, but they just they had it locked up yeah. already. And then they beat the um, the Rams in the last week of the season, which didn't really matter either. Literally, literally, all those teams except for the Titans game was a meaningless game. And I don't know who he played when he was playing for the Patriots. I don't know if they were meaningful, good games. He only or played a game and a half. Uh, he yeah. played one game, did great. That's it. Played half oh, yeah, game, like got hurt, snaps, right, yeah. and then Jacoby Brissett played. That's right. That's right. I don't know. I I I'm not saying he can't be good. You're just slow in the role. Yeah, it's just, uh, just temper your expectations a little bit. Like he's a lot of people. A lot of people who know a lot more about football than I do are really high on him. But oh, you're you saying know, like me? No, not you. <laughs> My mom. Okay. <laughs> um, Big football guy, gal. <laughs> But uh, I just, I you know, I just, I hate when this this happens, and just, you don't know what he's gonna be. Well, back to the Patriots, and not Jimmy G because he's no longer there. Well, that's part. That's a big part of the story. Are, are you just confident that it's gonna be Belichick and Brady next year, no matter what? Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know what? I I agree that that uh, Belichick wants to move on from Brady, like he does with everyone a year early rather than a year late, but. I don't think Kraft would ever let him do it, which is what the whole story was about. So now my question. But the whole, but the whole story was trying to – hold on. One, the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole story, which, by the way, was the longest uh, article in the world. And if you read that, you're a psych – you read the whole thing, you're a Psychopath. psycho. Like, I, I read for like 20 minutes. I was looking at this high bar. I'm like, oh, this is just never going to stop. Like, I'm a really thing. slow reader. That would have taken me a whole day at work. <laughs> well, I can't read, so I have someone <laughs> read it to me. <laughs> um, but, it, like, it, it was just – yeah, Brady Brady is probably didn't want Garoppolo there, but Kraft will not let either of them go. He'll make it work to happen. Like, that's Weird the, wrinkle, Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady, same agent. I I had heard that. Which, weird wrinkle. Which is weird. But, but you know, also... What like, does that guy know that we don't know? Well, he's Garoppolo is a free agent after next year, right? After this year. After this year. Yeah, he's a free agent, which like, is why the Patriots so the, wanted to get rid so of him because so the, so they the, didn't want to pay him again. So the Niners... The Niners got him for a rental in a year. They were they plan on resigning him. They're they going to give plan him on whatever they want. They're going to give him all the money in the world. Right, like, but you can plan. That was a dumb move. I mean, they only gave up a second round pick. I guess, but if you if you thought you could sign him anyway, I don't know if it's like 
basketball where you get bird rights or something like that, or you lose a compensatory well, pick. Well, like the baseball. Patriots could have franchise tagged him, but then they would have been paying a backup quarterback like twenty million dollars. But I'm pretty sure they were prepared to do that, if I'm not mistaken. Well, because Brady always gives team friendly deals too. He's not getting paid that much. Yeah, but he's not getting paid like nothing, and that's a lot of money, dude, yeah, for a backup fair. quarterback. I, you're gonna franchise tag your backup quarterback? That's I, absurd. I actually, I could. Well, if, the, if that's, I thought it was next year when maybe they could let Brady ride out a little bit there. But um, if that's if that's the case, maybe the agent was doing something smart there if he was trying to push for that because he could show off Jimmy a little bit more, get those five under uh, five undefeated wins there. Command a little bit more money on on the uh, uh, on the negotiation with the Pats on if he goes back. Ooh, well, he's not gonna go back to the Pats. I don't, that I, ain't well, I, that's a, that's that's a big caveat. I, I thought it was next year. I didn't. I think Robert Kraft has made it clear that Tom Brady is now the quarterback for the New England Patriots until either Bill Belichick gives in his full control or Brady decides to go walk himself. Like that, Kraft is making it clear that he's keeping Brady as the quarterback of the Patriots. Yeah, but I I I, I don't think it's this year. I, but I do think, which which a lot of people are saying, and I don't think this is a crazy statement. This won't end well, but for the next year it, or two, dude? if it ended yeah. well, it would be like it would be so backwards. All but, they've done is done like not all they've done. They've won so much, but they've had all these weird bumps along the road. If they somehow took this fifteen year dynasty and then ended all butterflies somehow, he's because I don't that think, would be so. I don't impressive. think Tom Brady has it. it in him. I think he's very egotistical. For good reason, kale you know, pajamas I mean, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? but I, I don't think he's ever going to Mariano Rivera. You know, like go out on top. You know, I don't think he's going to ever be that type of person. You don't think he has a Derek Jeter in his future? No, I think he's going to Brett Favre. Well, Jeter, Jeter, Jeter. I like these verbs. Jeter played till way after he was. She should have been playing. Jeter stunk towards the last couple of years of his career. Um, but Derek Jeter, overrated. Derek Jeter is very overrated. But what? I was just being a jerk. No, I mean he's still a Hall of Famer and incredible. He's overrated. He's still overrated. I agree. You could you could be incredible and be overrated, like you know. There's plenty of people like that. Brett Favre, for example, like who's gonna be my? Next? I think he's gonna Brett Favre it. Brett Favre, Hall of Famer, still very overrated. He might Joe Montana it too. Well, no, it would have been Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana got Wally pipped, right? Yeah, Joe Montana got Wally pipped for Steve Young, who would have been Jimmy G. So many if, people verbs. <laughs> yo, Jimmy G would have been Steve Young. If Tom was Montana, but well, since Tom, Tom Tom Brady drew Bledsoe, yeah, Tom Tom Brady drew Bledsoe, <laughs> could have got Tom Brady by Jimmy Garoppolo, who was trying well, to Steve he Young. Tom he Brady, got Jimmy Garoppolo, he wouldn't have got Tom Brady. Is <laughs> out of control. No, I like this. <laughs> we'll come up with more, but yeah, but I, I think he, I think in, in my head, I think Brady is so egotistical. If he gets, if, if there's a falling out there, he will not end his career. If it's on Belichick's terms, he will not end his career there, even if it's the right time for him to go. And he'll go out. Not he would so be great. so petty. What team would he go to? He'll go to like the Jets. He'll go to like no the, way. Yeah, he's gonna. He. I. I think. You know I think Tom Brady is like a real a hole. Like I don't. Wait, think how guy, how like, Jets would it be if they just like still don't have a quarterback in three years? Obviously. Who and who, then and who then do the who do the Tom Jets Brady pick up in that same exact situation? Brett Favre, <laughs> and then Tom Brady will Brett Favre himself. <laughs> Um, so the, the Jets don't have a quarterback in like three years. Tom Brady was like, all right, Bill Belichick's kicking me out. I'm not done. I'm coming back for one more. Goes to the Jets and has like the crazy eight and eight season, just missed the playoffs, and they then they lose. And then he retires as an idiot. Yeah, I, I'd be fine with that. <laughs> that would be that would be the best. Uh, no, the, but the Patriots would go undefeated that year. Yeah, like, right. Whatever scrub, like you you could go out there and go. They bring like, back Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> the real one they wanted all along. I, I didn't realize they traded their both of their backup quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I didn't even realize. Oh, bro, no, how about this? Instead of Brissett coming back to the Patriots, Bring Brian Brian Hoyer, Hoyer becomes Brian the new Hoyer. Tom Brady, yeah, <laughs> and then Hoyer Brady's Brady. 
Isn't Brian Hoyer like 50? Like, no, he's, he's probably like 27 or something it? like that. I don't know. Who the hell knows Brian Hoyer's age? This is a weird question. I don't think Brian Hoyer knows. But I don't think his mom does. Thom- we don't know how old Tom McCurr is. <laughs> Who? Tom McCurr. Why would you say it like that? <laughs> That's how you say it. His name is Thon Maker Shotmaker. <laughs> Candy taker. Oh man. Well, I think that's some good stuff, man. How, uh, you got any last words for the podcast or the SBNY podcast? Uh, bring back baseball season. I can't watch crappy football or basketball anymore. All right, we got playoff football coming. It's like you got Saints uh, and Drew Brees this, this and the, Brandy. This is the first year I'm just not excited about playoff football. Like, I, 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 I don't even care about the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you don't even know what it is yet. I kind of do. I know it's going to be the Patriots. I probably I'm going to go ahead. Oh, let's give our predictions real quick. Right. I'm going to say Pats versus um, Saints. Brady Breeze. Brady Breeze. I'm I'm just for just for funsies. For funsies. I'm Marcus gonna... Mariota versus Case <laughs> <Keenum. laughs> For funsies, I'm going to say I'm going to say a little rematch action. Falcons make it back. I that's that's slide that's right probably in. the popular one. I, slide I, right in. I think the, I think the Saints are a better team than the yeah. Falcons. I would like to see Breeze back in the Super Bowl. That'd be really cool. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, it would be pretty weird if he lifts his like grown son up though the same way like to try to recreate that oh, picture. Yeah, he's probably like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> his, he, now he's holding like a fourteen year old. And, and then Tom arms. Brady can lift Alex Guerrero as trainer up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. This is Sports Black New York podcast. Signing off for Al Gargento. I'm Pete Kennedy. I'm Al Gargento. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Have a good day. Thank you for All tuning right. in.